Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Or is an internet pioneer that there's nothing even remotely positive about his innovations. Through his website, Is Anyone Up? He essentially invented revenge porn. He's now the subject of a Netflix documentary called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Now here's a brief taste of what a lovely individual he is. I don't know how you can point your finger at me. Um, you took the picture. I mean, I, I've been justifying this in my head for over a year and a half of you know the site, you know what I do and the site that I run. But at the end of the day, um, it started with you, and you took these pictures. I don't know how old you are, but I'm sure you know you're smart and go to school. I mean, it's 2012. What do you expect to happen? Somebody's going to monetize this. I mean, um, and I was the person to do it. Um, your daughter said she was hacked, correct? Well, I could say I was hacked. I never created yes. the site. So, um, you know, that's usually the first, um, you know, usually people that are embarrassed who made mistakes, you know, usually try and fall back on something else. I'm sure she sent the pictures to a million different guys and just ended up on my site just like everybody else. Wow. Uh, okay, that was uh, Hunter Moore. Now, in a startling and totally original editorial decision, we've uh, brought in Jess Kelly. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, to tell us what, what it's all about. Uh, so uh, what's this chap's background? How did he come to form this website? It's a bizarre story that is very much of its time. So back in 2010, Hunter Moore was 26. He uploaded a photograph, a naked photograph of an ex-girlfriend to a website. The website got 14,000 clicks. And so he started soliciting for people to uh, upload these images. He facilitated people to upload images of uh, former partners uh, without their knowledge and it gained huge notori- uh, notoriety. And it kind of spiralled out of control because think back to 2012 what the internet was like. Mm-hmm. Um, people were just getting used to the notion of video content, photo uh, photo content, that type of thing being available. Uh, and so this website, uh, Is Anyone Up, just spiralled out of control and grew phenomenally over time. Yeah. Now, I suppose the, the difference between now and then um, is that there was far less of an awareness of the kind of devastating damage this kind of thing would do. Yeah, the notion of, and the term revenge porn is just, it, it's not a nice term and it's very much uh, called uh, intimate image abuse now. But back then, it was such a new phenomenon and in this mini-series and indeed everything I've read about this man and how the media portrayed him at the time, mm. they kind of turned him into a bit of a rock star. He was a rogue renegade putting content out there that you hadn't seen before. Because yes, there were websites that facilitated pornographic content, but this was of normal people in random scenarios and they didn't consent to those images being up. So it very much captured people's imagination. It had around 300,000 hits a month at the time and he was getting around $20,000 per month in advertising at the time. So this was a big money spinner. It was a huge internet sensation. He was featured on pretty much every American talk show and news outlet and interviewed as if he was, you know, a media tycoon mm. rather than somebody facilitating content. Now, what's really interesting and I suppose slightly frustrating is that he was he always said he was protected 
um, under the Commu- uh, Communications Decency Act of 1996. And this is... The- <laughs> oh, God, our, our only ghost to die calling it that. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, the piece of legislation that says that websites couldn't be accountable for the content. Now, if that rings a bell with you, mm. this is what's also protecting the likes and has protected the likes of uh, social media platforms over the years. They say, oh, no, we just facilitate the content. We're not the publishers of the content, so we can't be to blame for what's up there. So that piece of legislation was kind of causing havoc and enabling this type of behaviour way back in 2012. Um, and I suppose it gained all those uh, those eyeballs and that traction and it only started to become undone when the mother of one of the victims uh, wouldn't let it go. Her name is Charlotte Laws. The documentary starts with her. Uh, so her daughter's image was posted on the website, uh, obviously without her consent. But her daughter had never shared the image with anybody. Yeah, yeah. So that got the mother thinking, okay, so something must have happened whereby they got access to this image because she didn't send it to anybody. So Charlotte Laws started compiling a database, doing a huge amount of research and getting in touch with the people, men and women, whose images were uploaded. And she came to find that around 40% of the people whose images were up on this website had not shared them from anywhere. So that led her to believe that some sort of social media had been hacked. Um, Facebook was pretty popular at the time. Um, We know that as part of Hunter Moore's sort of MO, not only would he put images up, but he would also put people's names and indeed social media platforms alongside the image. So it was, you know, easy to see that these were connected to real people, real people's identities and real people's social media platforms. So this mother, Charlotte Laws, gathered her massive database with all of her stats and brought it to the FBI. And initially there was like a, oh, yeah, we'll look into it. Mm-hmm. But when more evidence came along of hacking, that's when they sat up straight and conducted an investigation. And the investigation started in 2012. When Hunter Moore got whisperings of this, he sold the website for around $12,000 to an anti-bullying charity. Uh, and eventually, um, you know, the F- FBI found that he was, uh, you know, they, they charged him with a number of things, but he also had a co-conspirator who was doing the hacking. So the way it was working was uh, Moore was paying somebody to hack into people's email and uh, social media accounts and get the images Uh, As I said, the investigation was carried out um, and he was found guilty of three different um, counts. He was uh, sentenced to 30 months. Uh, He was let out in 2017. And uh, what's baffling is the arrogant uh, son of a gun that we heard at the top of this piece (laughs) still remains today because earlier this year he tweeted out a statement when he kind of got mumblings that, you know, a lot of uh, focus would be on him again. And he said, some of you love me, some of you hate me. If you want me to apologise, well, I wouldn't. I don't owe anyone anything. That's astounding, really. But maybe he's kind of tunneled, mentally tunneled himself into a cul-de-sac so he has, feels he has to do that. I think when I've read a lot about him over the last little while and it seems that he sees himself very much as an entrepreneur of the time. Like he, mm. he envisaged how monetization would work in the online space. He knew that he had a product that people wanted. People were engaging with people, were returning to the website. People were also uploading content as well. Yeah. And as he saw it, he wasn't doing anything wrong because of that piece of legislation I mentioned. So he very much sees himself, I suppose, as a bit of a martyr. As I said, he served time, um, as did the person who did the hacking. Um, 
But what's interesting is that we are still getting to grips with this notion of intimate image abuse. Um, It's only been criminalised in the US since 2015. Now, that is close enough to, I suppose, when um, he was sentenced to jail. But there's still a long way to go. Like, if you think about how camera phones uh, hacking... Yeah, because I think it's... Actually, I think that that, uh, that abuse is illegal in certain states. It's not a, a federal offence, no. I think, at the moment. No, 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 yeah. exactly. So it's not. And even if you look around Europe, like only in recent years here in Ireland uh, has it become a, a, a part of legislation. It's protected under uh, what's called COCO's law. So that's the Harassment and Harmful Communications and Related Offences Act. That only came into play last year. Um, so intimate image abuse now uh, is covered by that. There's been huge movements in terms of campaigns to raise awareness. There's actually a website and if anybody has been impacted by this or if they think that they have been impacted and they don't know where to turn because even today there's still a huge level of embarrassment and stigma uh, associated with this. There's a website called hotline.ie and that's a great sort of portal of information but uh, recently I spoke to a woman named Jackie Fox and you may know that name. Um, mm. She is the mother of Nicole Fox who very tragically took her own life um, in 2018 after online abuse and harassment. And Jackie told me a little bit about the work that she did to get Coco's Law passed and what more still needs to be done. I sometimes use the word bullying, but it was so much more than bullying. It was um, torment and torture. In the end, she just couldn't find um, a way to stay. I was devastated and shocked um, at the fact when the the, the guards came to my house and told me that there was no crime committed um, through the online bullying, that it wasn't a criminal offence, there was no legislation in Ireland. After after all the campaigning that I did, eventually um, I got the law through called Coco's Law, which meant that now it is a criminal offence to annihilate and torment someone. Also, it's the intimate images. The, The impact on people is incredible you know it's soul destroying when someone does that with shares intimate images without people's consent there was 28 people up for prosecution under Coco's law and right at this very second one person has been prosecuted so far under Coco's law educating this key but educating younger people coming up is so important there you go. That's uh, uh, Jackie Fox there. As for Hunter Moore, wh- what's he doing now? Well, uh, in 2017, he released a single called Make the Internet Great Again. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, he's still online, still unapologetic. He's kind of kept a low profile. He had been invited to take part in this Netflix miniseries um, and he initially agreed and then over Christmas he backed out. So although there is plenty of him and you get a real sense of his character within the miniseries, you don't get a 2022 uh, mm. Hunter Moore talk and explaining and rationalising if he can what he did. Um, he seems to just be the, the human encapsulation of an internet troll. Yeah. Thanks a million, Jess. Uh, as, as ever, uh, that's our lot uh, for today. Uh, the Heart Shoulder is coming up next after the four o'clock news of production team today. Ashling Moore, Claire Collins, Sinead Keogh and Peter Malloy. We'll talk to you tomorrow at two. See you then.
Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.